0: So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back, back for another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Matt Watson. Hi, Matt. Hey, how's it going? Well, we got some feedback for you, but I'm going to save it. So... Yeah, overall, I mean, I really just want to tell you, Matt, I think you're a great podcast host.
1: I definitely think Matt is the best podcast host, that's for sure.
0: I agree. I agree. And, you know, that's what we're going to talk about because I guess if you're listening and I am the host or I'm listening and you're the host, then we're the user. And if we have anything to say about that, we're giving feedback. That's what we're gonna talk about today. And it is part 36 of 52 of our 52 part series about how to start a tech company. Recently, we've talked about all kinds of things from getting your product launched, to go to market strategies, to how to adjust your marketing strategy. And this is a really important part of the process. Do you agree or disagree, Mr. Watson? What do you mean?
1: I can't just build whatever I want and not give a shit what my users think. You can. It's not recommended though. That's what I I usually do.
0: If you're going to turn yourself into your own user and subscriber and you're going to pay for it the whole time, then sure.
1: Sometimes it's good to talk to people.
0: Yeah. And well, speaking of talking to people, today's episode of Startup Hustle is sponsored by Chatdesk. Does your business receive a high volume of phone calls? You can deflect over 10% of your phone calls to Facebook Messenger and save up to 80% on your support costs. For Startup Hustle listeners, Chatdesk is offering their call deflection service for free throughout the holiday season. Learn more at chatdesk.com forward slash shift, or just click the link in the show notes. It's so much easier. Go check it. They're going to help you for free. Yeah. So my feedback on that is that's a good way to see if chat desk is a good fit for you. So, you know, Matt, when it comes to to user feedback, I think that um me for me personally, I think I'm way better at it now than I might have been like 10 years ago. Um, for a couple different reasons. You know, user feedback is exactly that, and I think it's golden. Um, there are a couple caveats that come with it, meaning you do have to consider that some of that feedback or not all of that feedback is immediately actionable. So I think you can find yourself running down some rabbit holes and also don't take it personally.
1: Well, and, you know, if we keep this in the context of starting a tech company, right, usually we're initially asking for feedback after we build like a minimum viable product, right? It's like we built this thing and you're going out to meet with people and you're asking them like, tell me my baby is ugly, right? Mm-hmm. Tell me how I can improve it. Tell me what I need to add before you're willing to pay for it, right? And you got to be willing to take the feedback. That's the first thing, right? You got to be ready to take take the people telling you your baby's ugly. Um, but to your point, it's not necessarily all actionable. And you may have a vision to do something that people just also don't understand. Like they don't understand the problem you're trying to solve. They can't relate to it or they think you're crazy or whatever. And maybe you are crazy. But You might you might be trying to do something that it might be hard to get feedback on from people too. But the key is you you need to meet with people that are your potential customers, right? People you want to pay for whatever it is you're doing.
0: Yeah, and that was actually you 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 must have been reading my mind. Well, first off, your baby isn't ugly. I was at your house the other day. First off, he's he's getting big and he's cute. He's got a big smile. I love that. So Yeah. He's uh, growing up so quickly. Um, But yeah, I think you're right. You know, one of the things I was going to say was, who's the feedback coming from? And I think that's where some people kind of swing and miss, because as you mentioned, not everyone's going to understand the problem that you're solving or the utility of it. So, you know, in some cases, you know, well, you look at Stackify. Um, Stackify is, is pretty specific in what it's trying to do. Um, and no, no offense to Mrs. Watson, but asking your mom for feedback on that might not be super valid because she just doesn't have a, have a, a strong tech background. You're doing a great job, son. Keep going. Right, right. That's about it. So, yeah. So some of it, when it comes to your target users or people, I mean, sometimes, you know, honestly, Matt, when I want feedback, I, I will, I ask my entrepreneur peer friends, a lot of times, even if they're not uh, experts on whatever it is that I'm doing, because a lot of times they spot things that are just sometimes it's just like basic stuff.
1: Well, and and honestly, that's actually one of the biggest problems in the community, it, especially maybe in Kansas City, even is you got that Midwest nice uh, kind of people and it are they won't give you the negative feedback, right? They're all positive. You're doing a great job. Keep going. This is awesome. Whatever. Instead of like, saving you a lot of time by telling you why your shit sucks and why it's a terrible idea and why this isn't going to work. Um, which you, is you really know, what people it, need you know, to it, Dude,
0: it's not uncommon for me to actually get a call, text, email, message, any of it and be like, Hey Matt, I wanted to ask cause I know you won't just tell me what I want to hear. Yeah. I'm like the opposite of the. I'm like the antithesis of Midwest nice. Um, and for those of you listening, if you're not around Kansas city, we're right in the middle of the country and we're kind of just known for for people are are really polite, nice and not nasty. And, but that, but that doesn't, that doesn't lead to good feedback. Now, good feedback isn't driven by being mean. It, no. I think it's driven it's by critical. being it's critical and critical is defined as like, Hey, um, I'm noticing something here that, well, a, a good feedback is so Matt and I are, are working on improving the full scale management system for the over 200 employees that we have in the Philippines that help people build software, go to fullscale.io to learn more about that. But with that, Matt has helped with a lot of the, uh, you know, just trying to help and lend a hand when it comes to the build. So we will both have different types of feedback, but I will force myself into the sales role um, or the client role uh, and try to be critical. Like you said, like, Hey, this is, I shouldn't have to go through five clicks to get here, or it's not very easy for me to find something simple that I want. And those are the things that you often don't notice that a user will because a user doesn't just go in and click something one time. So an example is, hey, uh, my staff members will have to use this function 100 times a day. So the fact that I have to click four times just to get to it means I'm going to have four hundred, three hundred 300 unnecessary clicks a day. That's, that's user feedback right there that you can could or should consider.
1: Well, and that, and that brings up another, another key point to this is for, for you and your development team, QA team, everybody, right. That is helping build the product. You know, the product really well, you know, how to do things and click around it and get around it. Right. And it becomes very different and very clear when you talk to users and they, and and they point out some of the most dumbest things. You're like, why do I have to do this? Why do I have to do that? Why is this so complicated? I can't figure these things out. And as the people building the product, you just understand everything, you know, everything about everything, right? It's so different than you being in your kitchen and you know where everything is in the kitchen versus like some random person walks in your kitchen. They can't find anything because you've organized it the most screwed up way possible. Right. But to you, it's totally normal. and, when you're building software, that, that type of effect definitely happens. And the only way to figure those things out is to get user feedback. Um, and there are, by the way, we should also mention there are other ways to get user feedback without actually talking to them. And one of them is doing like screen recording type stuff like hot jar and, and other types of heat map tools and and screen recording stuff where you can literally watch people use your app and see how they use it and what they click on and where maybe they get confused. Um, all that kind of stuff is important. So what Matt's
0: mentioning and you know, hot jar is a a popular one where putting that in, you can actually like, like he said, it's a screen recording. And so it'll uh, imagine like a telestrator in sports. Right Where they draw a line and they're like, hey, the wide receiver went up and to the right except yeah. for this will actually draw a line on the screen as well, like where the cursor goes yeah and we did we did that we've done that at some point with different things and you really can you can see people like they go in and they'll be like click, click, and then they'll sit there and you just kind of see the cursor kind of wander around and you're sitting you know if you could only have like a pipeline into what they were thinking, but yeah, you can tell where where pe- where the confusion begins, or where people land, or where they get stuck and stuff like that. So, for the inexperienced founder or someone that's not taking feedback correctly, they they say things like, "I don't understand why these stupid users can't figure it out." Yeah, the RTFM, right? You your, like if, the if, if yeah, if you hear y- you yourself that saying it that, too. that's not good.
1: What's RT? R- what's art? Read the effing manual, ah, and and, you and that's have one of my uh, that's one of my favorite things about developers is developers like oh well yeah the product's easy to use you go here you click here you do this you open the command line and then you do this and you type this whereas a user we're like why is it so damn difficult and the developers like well that's the way it works right and right. but but that whole mentality is is not, uh, not very useful, but developers will absolutely do that. They'll be like, well, you just do this. And it's like some crazy harebrained series of steps. Right. And the developers are like, well, it's in the manual. We documented to do this dumb thing. You just do it. But when you're trying to perfect the product, you need feedback from the users. Then you got to go back to your developers and like, Hey, yeah. Okay. We documented the dumb way to do it, but there's an easier way. And you gotta be, you gotta be focusing on how to improve the product. So I'm
0: going to just go ahead and put this out there. And if your kids are listening, earmuffs. No one wants to read your fucking manual. Not me. No, I I won't. I can't even read. There you go. But no, I can't read. I can't read your manual because I'm not going to. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like we have faces made for radio, right? So, yeah, but you know, anyway, you, you can't take the stuff personally. And, you know, so the question of how important is user feedback? I mean, it's critical because the, you know, if, you, if you're a regular listener to the show, then you've heard me talk about listening for the Echo. That's what you're doing with user feedback. So if you get enough feedback... And you're listening for the echo. So the echo is that resounding ring yeah. of the same thing. So you let's say you could get feedback from 20 people and 17 of them say, I was really confused here. That's valid.
1: Well, what you can't do is chase every one of them, right? right. Is, is every one of them, it'd be like having a restaurant. One person comes in it's like, Oh, it's too spicy. It doesn't, and then the next one's like it doesn't have any flavor, and the next one's like it doesn't. It needs more salt. The next one's like it's too sweet. Like, you can't solve every problem, right? At some point in time, you, you have to, you know, pick what you want to be and how you want it to work. But yep. if every single person says it's too salty, you're like, eh, maybe it's too salty, right? But but the problem with software too is is they can pull you off in these tangents, and all of a sudden you're like building features that weren't really part of the original vision of the product. And next thing you know, you never build the original vision of the product either.
0: But people, but features don't matter, Matt. What does matter?
1: Uh, getting people to pay.
0: How, the benefits that those features <laughs> provide.
1: Solving the problem. Yes.
0: When they're not going to pay if they don't find that if they're not getting, if they're not benefiting from the product, from the, you know, from, from all of it. So when it comes to user feedback, another thing that I, when I look at it is it, it you know, if I do hear an echo meaning like people are asking for something, they're onto something, but I always ask myself, I'm like, is this going to help me get more users, keep more users, or like, is this just something that I, that I forgot to build? Mm-hmm. And if it's not going to help you generate revenue or keep revenue, it's probably not that important.
1: Add it to the list of shit you'll never do. Otherwise known as the backlog in Jira. The icebox. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, you don't want
0: to be in this. You don't want to be in the ice box, Matt. It's cold That's and lonely what I call in Call the there.
1: backlog, the
0: list of shit yeah. that will never yeah. be done. Yeah. So, the, so when I hear from people, they're like, "We've got 300 unused tickets. How many of those are backlogged? <laughs> Just delete them. If it's 299, then you, well, maybe. Okay. So, no one likes to hear bad stuff about themselves or their products, and. Uh, you know, this is the the handling the feedback and discussing it with the people that work with you or around you or all of it. I and mean, what, what are some of your tips for handling that? Because, like I said, people take shit personally.
1: I mean, you got to be put objective, right? And and you can't take it personal. It's just business. And, you know, even developers have this problem where they think their their code is some kind of art or something. But then the end of the day, it's just supposed to serve a purpose, right? And people have got to be able to take feedback and realize, like, we're trying to solve a problem. And if there's a better way to solve the problem, I'm all ears and just learn to go with it. And honestly, for some developers, that's really hard um, because they, they get so attached to, like, I built this thing and don't make fun of this thing that I built. Um, I guess it's kind of like when you buy furniture from Ikea and you assemble it and somebody makes fun of it, you like want to punch them in the face. You're like, I built this thing.
0: (laughs) But everybody read an article that Ikea is having a hard time keeping their shelf stock right now with the uh, supply chain problem. So maybe less people will have that argument. So when when I think about feedback and and discussing it, the first thing I, I think about, if I'm discussing it with an individual, is I try to give a little bit of thought to what their personality style is. Cause some people, I mean, some people like, I mean, dude, give me your feedback. Like, fine. Like I'm either going to give a shit about it or I'm not. I've been, um, one thing is, is, is while it stings a little bit, sometimes I get over it really quickly. Now, some people, like you mentioned, like some developers, which developers are often a Type B personality, and and I've noticed that those personalities handle feedback a little differently. They're going to often, uh, depending on how you address it. Now, if you're like, "Hey, this just isn't any good," they're going to that's good. they're going to quietly sit on that for like three months before they finally like admit or blow up or get mad about it, and they don't let it go very very easily. Now, a Type A personality can take that kind of that kind of chatter and they're like, yeah, okay, great. And they move on at the same time. So like when I talk to a type B person, I, I mean, I'll sit down. I, I I don't want my tone to be aggressive. I don't want it to sound like I'm attacking them or I'm being hypercritical. And I might say something like, okay, so in the greater good of building the product, the way that the users will benefit from it most, this is some of the feedback that we got. And that's not like, now, I mean, when now when Matt and I talk, we can be like, "Dude, this sucks." And we're like, "Does it?" And you're like, "Yeah, I think it sucks." All right. Well, what are we going to do to fix it? You know, like that's it. So, I mean, I think in the end it's a zero or a one. You're either going to change it or you're not. So, that's what you're trying to get to. Your
1: your path for arriving there might be a little different. You got to you got to go back to the team and be like, "Okay, guys, everything you did sucks." No, don't do that. You got to be like, it's "Hey, not- you guys are doing a great job, but it's just not good enough." Oh no, don't do that either. You got to figure out how to deliver that message.
0: <laughs> yeah, and th- well, so uh, internally, we uh, Matt, you've heard me talk about the shit sandwich, yeah. so there's the, let's talk about shit sandwiches for a second. Cause I think this is important. So first off, if you eat a shit sandwich to start your day, nothing else eat is going to taste that great the rest of the day. Yeah. Eat it quickly, but, but you know, so some of that you can carry it around for the rest of the day. Another thing too, is a shit sandwich is better if it's bundled in the middle of like two wonderfully tasty pieces of bread. So a shit sandwich might be when you're talking to a team, it might be starting by saying, "Hey, this is something we are doing a great job at." Now, on the flip side of that, here's some areas for improvement, and then you end it again with something
1: tasty and like above-y. we're on the way to world domination and raising a sure. billion dollars, and we're we're gonna whatever uh, it is someday,
0: whatever it is. But you bundle you bundle the the doo doo in the middle, Um, so. You know, it's uh, I mean, that's it. Now, the thing is, though, is if you're if you are a perve- if you are a shit sandwich vendor, uh, you're not real popular. I mean, no one's like, hey, here comes the guy that sells shit sandwiches. Let, let me get a couple of those. That's not the way it goes. So, you know, take take the approach to it and just really in the end, don't be the person that if everyone when you're walking their direction, they're like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to eat a shit sandwich. So. I mean, it's, so, some well placed optimism uh, can bundle up a bad message and make it received a little better. I mean, do, do you agree or disagree there?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'd rather eat a shit sandwich than just the shit. So, I mean, I appreciate it if it's at least as a sandwich. Yeah. They still don't, neither one tastes, tastes cheese shit. and mayo.
0: It's, speaking of things that aren't shit sandwiches, Matt. Let's take a moment to recognize ChatDesk for sponsoring today's episode. You know, many businesses receive a high volume of calls over the holidays, and ChatDesk helps companies reduce calls by over 10% by deflecting calls to messaging and self-service. And their client list includes companies like Vera Bradley, BarkBox, Thanks, and many more. For a limited time, you can use ChatDesk for free. Learn more at chatdesk.com forward slash slash shift. That's hard to say, ChatDesk chatdesk.com com forward slash shift try to say that three times really fast
1: chat desk Can, slash shift chat desk slash
0: shift no you got to say the whole thing dot com dot chat com. try uh, it. ready one two three go fast
1: chatdesk.com com forward slash shift chat forward slash see it's tough it's tough well i'll have to bring that up they're found they're let's get them some feedback
0: yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Anyway, so, so you don't even you don't have to say it. you can
1: just click the link in the show notes. So we talk about feedback. Um, one of the things that I definitely want to mention is how to collect feedback, right? And so one of the popular ways to do this is with ideas portals. So like uservoice.com is is one of those. And I've also used the one from aha. And, and I'm sure there's like 50 clones of these things by now, where they're just simple ways that you can tell your users like, hey, thanks for the great idea. Please go to our, you know, ideas, portal and you can add your idea and you can vote for everybody else's ideas. And those things are great. They work well, but honestly, a lot of times they kind of feel like a cop-out cause you're like telling your customer like, uh, yeah. Okay. Thanks for that. But let me redirect you to the place over there to go leave your idea that nobody will ever look at. Cause that's really what happens. And, um, The problem with those ideas portals, by the way, people, if you're going to have one, you've actually got to manage it and do the things that people vote on or it just turns into more problems. So that's my tip of the day for you. Then people just bitch because you don't actually listen to their ideas.
0: All right. Well, I mean, much like anything, you have to, if you're going to put it out there, it's like, same thing you talk about, like, you got to have someone to receive the other stuff because you're going to get feedback that you can't take feedback. Yeah. By the way, that's valid feedback for a lot of people that need to hear that. So, yeah, I, I'm kind of sitting here and, and staring off into space and thinking about like so many times that I've given. So is it fair to say that I'm a, I'm a fairly direct person? Yeah, you can be okay. And I'm not always because I've learned over time through through feedback that that's not always great. But you know, with that, um sometimes I offer feedback when it's unsolicited. And uh, you know, that doesn't always go over well. but I was trying to th- I, I I literally have gone through like one of those almost like movie type sequences where I've just gone through like fifteen years of like the looks on people's faces when I've given them feedback. Now one of the things that kind of has come with, Being me or being us, and I know you get the exact same thing, is people literally multiple times a week ask for my feedback on stuff. Um, So I've learned that before I give it, because I do appreciate that someone's thinking about me and cares enough about my opinion to ask, but I always tell them up front, I say, look, I'll give you my feedback, but there's a couple things here. One, I don't want to, I'm not going to have a debate with you afterward about whether I'm right or you're right, like who's right or wrong. And I need you to tell me that you're not going to get upset if I don't tell you what you want to hear. Now, I think that is, that's the attitude you want to have from people that are willing to give you feedback. Like if you, if you get caught in a yes culture, feedback's worthless. So well, how do you te- how do you know? How do you know? Like, how do you know when someone's, just float in your boat, giving you shit or they're just, and, and you know what? Some people will just try to sink your hopes. Like there are some people that just suck. Like they are, they are, if you are what you eat, they are shit sandwiches.
1: Well, now you know why I have all that butt paste that you, That's you were right. showing pictures of in the <laughs> startup hustle chat for everybody listening. You, know, you need to join, you need you, to join us on Facebook. Know,
0: you, you do. And go to Facebook and type in, you know, let's take a break, Matt, because let's get some feedback from our users in Facebook chat. And get, go to Facebook and type in Startup puzzle. If I'm the Start a Hustle chat, there's a couple thousand people in it. But recently, Matt, when I was at your house, I noticed that you had a tube of butt paste on your desk, which I just figured as an entrepreneur, uh, that was probably why you had it. But I did, I did post a picture of you in chat, and I asked for the crowd to caption this. Um, I was really excited about the robust response that we got. So um, let, let's, uh, let's, let's read a few of those before we move back into this. Let's see what the feedback was on you. I actually said, all entrepreneurs have days where Boudreaux's butt paste is the solution. Um, Chris Owens of GotBarnwood.com uh, said that your facial expression indicates that you had extreme satisfaction with the product. Is that true? <laughs> yeah,
1: it really it really fixed my butt hurt.
0: Okay, uh, <laughs> Brian Kellogg said simply said another satisfied customer. Um, Oh, here we go. Justin Prestridge. Uh, he was, he was our guest for, uh, either the best or the worst episode we ever had about food trucks. Yes. Uh, he said on my way to see the tax man, uh,
1: the my friend, my,
0: my friend, Alan Waby said, uh, for when you just left a Nickelback concert, <laughs> sorry, that was my favorite. <laughs> uh, um, Charles Hansen, my former business partner at Fitness Delivery Expert, said getting ready for that sleepover with Matt DeCourcy. (laughs) I don't even want to know. (laughs) For those of you listening, these are the important moments on the podcast. And you know what? We try to not take this too seriously, but this is good. Graham Dodge, the founder of Sick Weather, less filling, tastes great. Matt, is that true?
1: Yeah, it tastes delicious.
0: Andy Kallenbach, the CEO and founder of Lending Standard and multifamilydebt.com said he wants to make it a jingle. So I'll try to sing this. Boudreaux's butt pace makes Matthew's butt feel better. And then what may be the best one of all, uh, Dan Schmidt says, ah, it looks like you're getting ready to go raise capital. (laughs) there you go that pretty much sums it up i mean
1: i mean that's it
0: for that's it for today's edition of of caption
1: this yes
0: the matt watson well what what was
1: thinking to me is like sometimes you're giving people user feedback right like you know they're going to get butt hurt by it and i think you got to give them some butt paste when you're done
0: well, and that's why we wanted to go ahead and you know if you're if you work for Boudreaux's Butt Paste, please send some new supplies because we are entrepreneurs, <laughs> which means that we're there's always going to be a need there. So yeah, so my feedback for the chat group there is that was great feedback. So thank you. Um, also, you can see very important stuff like me finding uh, hidden Chinese stars in my desk. Yeah, didn't know those were in there. So. Anyway, join us on Start a Puzzle Facebook chat. We try to have some fun and learn a few things at the same time. So, all right, back to the episode, Matt. So what, what do you think about stuff that, you know, like we're in this like AI machine learning chat bot kind of world. What do you think about tools like that when it comes to collecting feedback?
1: Hmm. I don't know. I mean, unless they can identify some patterns in the feedback, I guess. Um, yeah. I think that's I'm tough, sure. right?
0: I, I think I think that I mean for for the um, the prosumer level knowledge I have related to machine learning and AI, I feel like you'd have to have a hell of a lot of feedback for it to notice anything. So if you're starting a tech company or you're a startup or you're gaining traction, I mean you know, it's like the same, we have the same issues. So, you know, full scale, I mean, we get a ton of leads, but it's not like thousands a month. So if we want to try to see what's working or what changes are, are effective or not with some of our stuff, like it might take a little bit because you can't really, I mean, machine learning doesn't meant for a sample size of 13 or whatever. No,
1: nope. There's got to be enough to be statistically relevant. Correct.
0: All right. So, I mean overall when it comes to to all of this matt i mean like okay what's some shitty feedback people have given you uh they don't like the color yeah like of a button or something
1: yeah can you make our logo bigger that's that's always my favorite I, when I get,
0: yeah, I think that, it, you know, it's really funny is, is I'll get feedback from you know, some, you show someone your site and like, they're like, I think you should consider a different logo. I've told some people really? before though. Well, I mean, maybe, <laughs> but that, I mean, but when you're leading with that, when that's like the yeah. the thing, I mean, that's not like, that's not helping my user experience. You know, it's like, no. How about a logo rebrand? I'm like, Oh my God. Why? I mean, your logo inherently isn't having an effect on, you know, it's not having an effect on the, the usability of your platform most likely. So what's some of the better feedback that people have given you
1: just learning how they use the product. Right. And sometimes they're, they're solving problems with it that you wouldn't expect. And that's always really cool to hear. Um, you know, for example, at Stackify, we had um, we had somebody who who wrote some kind of script or whatever. They could run in their browser that would like automatically export data out of our system. Like they, they're like, I need to export data, and you guys didn't make a way to do it, so I wrote a program to do it. Like, it's interesting. People people can be really inventive. I guess at least developers, anyways, they know how to work around the system.
0: We we with Gigabook, we learned a ton by seeing how people were using it. We're like, oh wow, okay you know, they kind of, kind of, like you mentioned like the kind of hacking together little solutions or just seeing, I mean, I think that's, you can give yourself feedback if you have the ability to see how people are using your stuff. Um, I think that's also that kind of self-created feedback is important because you can also see what trends. So like in the case of Gigabook, we were able to identify certain types of industries or, businesses that were using the product and seem to be really successful with it and some of that helps you like in a case study kind of way share with other people like and you know when at full scale we do a lot of that so there's there's a specific approach to the way some of our clients build their teams that you know, and it's not proprietary or anything. It's just kind of like, hey, this is what some of our our more successful clients are doing practices to build the team. Yeah, and these are some things that people. Th- this is where people win. This is where people lose. Um, you know, when it, I think if I look back at like, you know, it's funny because every time I've uh, I've started a business that ended up making a shitload of money. I always remember the people that gave me terrible feedback in the beginning. They're like, this is never going to work. You should quit. How are you, how are you ever going to make any money doing this? And here's the thing. If I had listened to those people, it wouldn't have worked out so well. So, you know, I, I think another thing too, is I think you have to create a culture in and around your business that that is open for feedback Yeah, you know, we did a we just recently uh uh divided our marketing team up into two different groups and we did our so one of them is the startup hustle team and we did our first meeting the other night and that was one of the things we talked about we're like we are we 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 went as a team and we lose as a team and what we're not going to do is hide our feedback be afraid to give it or, you know, if we make a mistake, we wanna just ask ourselves why, like, you know, why why did this occur and what can we do to make it better? It's not about being critical. It's about, well, it is about being critical. It's just, but it's not about being mean. It's not about being accusational. And that's one of the things that I think in some organizations, if you if you don't, if, if people feel that, you know, Hey, here comes the user feedback or any feedback in general. And they're like, I need to sweep this under the rug because it's going to make it look like I did a shitty job. That's not good. Yeah. That's not good. I mean, that happens a lot, man. Cause people don't want to, they feel like it's their work that generated that. And I mean, I think a lot of that, occurs, a lot of it. So now we're going to do a, a quick wrap up here in a second. But once again, today's episode of Startup Hustle was brought to you by Chat Desk. Matt Watson will give you the call sign for that three times very quickly at the end of this ad read. So get ready for that, Matt. Now Chat Desk helps you reduce the number of phone calls coming into your business by over 10% by shifting calls over to Facebook Messenger and other channels. You can get started in just a few minutes and the service is free for a limited time. Be sure to check out
1: Matt Chatdesk.com slash shift chatdesk.com slash shift chatdesk.com slash shift you did it i did it
0: and folks and that is how you use feedback to get better matt wow
1: i even added a little dance there
0: yeah and for those of you listening that can't see it uh, it was it was pretty tight it was pretty solid so so (sighs) I mean, as, as we wrap up part 36 of, of the series, Matt, I mean, what are your takeaways from some of this? Like, I mean, I think that, you know, I mean, what, what stood out, what's your feedback on today's episode, you know, Matt?
1: You know what, you know, as I said earlier, like you've got to be able to take feedback, but you've got, you've got to look for the patterns in it. Right. But I, I guess the thing I was thinking about in my head as we were kind of wrapping this up is it's sort of like being in a marriage. Right. And you've got to listen to your spouse and be able to have a critical conversation with them about, what you like they do what you don't like they do and and you conversely right like them being able to tell you like i don't like it when you never do the dishes and i don't like that whatever right and be able to accept the feedback and grow from it and improve and not get butt hurt about it and just fight about it all the time right it's it's really kind of similar um and if you do get butt hurt i recommend bordeaux butt paste
0: Yeah, and hopefully you're—that's a new stream of revenue for us here on the show. Because I mean, one thing I do know is all entrepreneurs—we seem like the perfect sponsors for it. Have needed that. I mean, I think when I look back at you know, I think about today's episode or topic in general. I mean, encourage feedback, ask for it. I think your users are going to move you towards a better, more finished product and projects um, quickly. And remember, they're the ones paying for it. So if you want to keep your users and your clients, you need to take the feedback seriously. With that, be careful to not just chase off, chase down a bunch of one off stuff. Just because someone gives you feedback doesn't mean you need to stop everything you're doing and sprint towards making that change. There are situations in cases where you might need to, you know, like that might be a real critical thing um you know you kind of look at it as like is this urgent or is this important and you know like i see a lot of people get down the rabbit hole i think i've got i've i've crawled down it a little bit myself uh you know i think we all have uh but also if you realize you're down that rabbit hole get back out of it get back out of it before you're buried and you know, overall, if you're not collecting feedback, if you're not giving feedback, then your level of healthy communication is not great. So, that's all I got, Matt. That's my feedback about the episode about feedback.
1: Always be learning. That's the thing. Always. I'll be see learning. you next week. See you guys.